We're bringing in one of our favorites during the Cardinals season, during all seasons, really, just in general to talk to. He, of course, is our lead Cardinals writer for ArizonaSports.com. They just dropped a new podcast of Cardinals Corner last night. He and Eric Ruby. He's Tyler Drake. He joins us right now here on the Arizona Sports Line. Tyler, football is back. Can you feel it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it might technically, it, I think that podcast might have technically dropped this morning. But, yeah, yeah, you get the point. <laughs> so some fresh po- oh, Okay, so I'm looking at Eric Ruby on the opposite side of the glass right now. And, oh, oh, he's about to crack the mic. Are you about to crack the mic on this, Bab? Or are you whispering? Just say we got out of the stew at a crisp 1 o'clock last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> You guys potting late. What's going never on? Stops, boys. The grind never stops. Okay, so it was a grind last night with you guys in the pod. It was also a grind for the Cardinals last night. But did anything in particular, just immediate top of mind, stick out to you from last night's game? Well, number one, I think uh, whenever Russell Wilson plays the Cardinals, it's just a weird game in general. I think we all already knew that, but yeah. another game, another weird one. Uh, but I think you know the big thing that uh, stuck out to me was how much run Clayton Toon got. I mean, he played for pretty much the majority of the game. And then the fact that David Blau, holy cow, came in there and won the game, that was the, that was something else. That was, a, that was a heck of a way to win the game. Obviously, it's preseason, exhibition. Can't put a lot of stock into it. Can't count in the record books. But I think for what this new regime is building and what they are, you know, really fostering this is the type of success that is only going to help them take that next step in that direction all right so let's assume that colt mccoy is the starter in week one did clayton toon impress you more or did david blau in terms of who might get a chance at second string i think david blau definitely worked his way up into the conversation but i still think they like clayton toon and what he brings just because he brings that little bit more of that mobile aspect that we saw. Obviously, he didn't have a ton of rushing yards that can get five yards, but he scrambled, was able to get out of some uh, some danger there. So I definitely think they liked what they saw. Obviously, I think there was two throws he'd love to have back that were to Greg Dortch, uh, just overthrew him. He said he was pretty amped up and said it was going to be an easy fix moving forward. And then obviously that interception, but you can't really put that on him because Rondell Moore fell over. But yeah, I mean, it just... I, I still think it's Clayton Toon and then David Blau, and I think after that it's Jeff Driscoll because we didn't even see him play. He didn't even suit up, I don't believe. So I think we have our, our pecking order of quarterbacks at this point in the preseason. I want to stick with the offense for just a second because running back has been a position of intense focus, not just since the Marlon Mack injury where he's out for the year, but then Corey Clement going into the locker room being evaluated for a concussion this early in the in the preseason, no less. It just feels like the running backs are starting to run out on this team. What do you think is the best course of action for them? Because we obviously didn't see Connor play last night, and he's number one. But do you think that they're comfortable with what they have left, or is there someone on the market you think they should go after? Oh, I mean, I think they definitely need to keep their options open just because of the injuries that we're seeing. Corey Clement, you know, we uh, asked Jonathan Gannon yesterday. He said he was nicked up. Don't really have much more than that. Obviously, you gave the update there. But, yeah, Keontae Ingram didn't play. He's still got something going on. Hasn't played much in training camp or practice really. Uh, and, and yeah, Marlon Mack, tough blow. He was, he really looked like he was probably shooting up the depth chart to be the second guy. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible loss there. But yeah, I think they've got to look on the, uh, the free agency side of things. Obviously I think a name that comes to mind is Kareem Hunt. I think he's still available, but do they want to spend the money to get him? I mean, I, they've got a ton of cap space. They can fill. They can fill some needs. But do you really want to spend the money on a guy like that? 
who's probably a rental anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see what Monty does. Obviously, they brought in Stevie Scott as, like, I think it's just another body, really. So I imagine there's going to be some movement for sure moving forward. Talking to our Cardinals insider, Tyler Drake, uh, you know, for the longest time, the Cardinals had a top-heavy pass rush room. They had Chandler Jones at the top and not a ton of depth behind that. Obviously, it's a new era. It's a new regime. I feel that the pass rush room is actually a lot deeper these days. But the problem is you've got a lot of names that you're interested in. You're intrigued by Dennis Gardeck's efficiency when he's on the field. It's just he hasn't gotten a lot of chance. Uh, Zayvon Collins is now a pass rusher and looked good in his seven snaps. Cam Thomas had a sack last night. MyJ Sanders still hasn't suited up. Uh, Ojolari, they drafted pretty high. So you've got a lot of guys that I like. It's just I don't know which ones are going to get the most run. Yeah, yeah, and I think right now it, it goes Zayvon, Dennis, Cameron. I think those are your three to really pay attention to. Uh, especially what Zaven and Dennis did with each, I know seven sacks or seven sacks, seven snaps between <laughs> a bowl uh, or each. And they, they really look solid as a duo pass rushing duo. And then you had Cam Thomas fill in and play quite a bit. And I felt like he, yeah, coming in with that sack as well. Like they, they all looked pretty solid. They all look quick. And, and like you said, there's a lot of depth that really hadn't been there is just when can they get on the field and when can they be a hundred percent healthy? I think, Ojulari is probably trending up. I would imagine they would want to see him next game. Myjay Sanders is still kind of, I, I don't know if he had a setback or what, because he was suited up, I believe, for maybe red and white. And then the next day he was, uh, or the next practice he wasn't. So interesting thing there. But, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see. And it'll be very telling, I think, as these games, these pre-game, preseason games progress to see exactly where B.J. Ojulari is. Because if he can be that, fourth pass rusher that they can, you know, just throw in there, that would be huge because right now it looks like Zavin's got one of those spots locked up. Dennis, I think, has a head start on the other one, and then then it's Cameron Thomas. Did it stand out to you at all that Trey McBride was not dressed for last night's game? Why or why not? You know, not really. It's just it's been the trend for this training camp, and I, it's just really, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly he's been dealing with. Cause all we get, you know, we get, he's got a Nick, he's bumps and bruises and everything else, but it is really interesting to see that he still isn't back on the field. So I, I you know, I, I can't even give you any kind of speculation to what I might even think it is right now, because we just don't really have any answers. I don't love this cornerback room. I'm just being honest with you. I mean, they they don't really have an established star corner at all. I wouldn't even say they have really a veteran corner in the room per se. So I was impressed with Keytrell Clark and his athleticism last night. That's a rookie that you got in a later round. Antonio Hamilton had a nice interception as well. Can you just walk me through your thoughts on the cornerback room in a year where I just think that there's a lot of hands up in the air? What, what's going on in that room? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think D.C. Nick Rollins said it best, where it's just it's really an open competition. And like you said, there's a lot of a lot of unknowns, really. And and I think you can even throw Garrett Williams in the mix when he can get healthy, because I think he's going to be a contributor once he's back in the mix. But he's got to get healthy first. You know, Christian Matthew, Marco Wilson, they both were out of uniform by the second half. So I think those guys have already caught the eye and, and they don't want them to get too much work in to where possibility of injury or, or whatever. So those guys seem to have 
an inside track within, you know, Keytrell and then Antonio Clark or Antonio, Antonio Hamilton right behind him. That I, it just seems like even though Antonio Hamilton was listed on the depth chart as a starter, the unofficial official depth chart, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's very much up in the air. Like you said, like there's a lot of hands up in the air. What's going on? I think it's going to come down to just, you know, Keytrail brings the speed. He's pretty fearless. He had a couple of tackles yesterday that were like, whoa, this dude, it does not care. Like he put some, he put a tight end on the ground. Uh, and then Christian Matthew brings a really, really big cornerback to the, to the room. And he, you know, seems like he's taking that next step. It's just, can he be consistent and can he keep his hands off the receivers? And then Marco Wilson, can he really be the CB1? I think that's the biggest thing. Because I feel like Antonio Hamilton is your probably your veteran in the room, but Marco Wilson's probably gonna Marco Wilson's probably gonna have the bigger you know contribution for the season. Well, of course there are a lot of hands up. That's how they got all those pass breakups and pass deflections last night. Tyler Drake, our, <laughs> our Cardinals lead writer on Arizona Sports, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. I actually wanted to follow up and ask you about Hamilton because I found it really interesting. He didn't really see a lot of run in the first half. Is there? Am I thinking too much about it? I, you know, I, that's I, I'm trying to tell myself. I'm trying to ask myself that same question. I, I think they like what they see out of them, but I also feel like they're trying to give these younger guys opportunities to to maybe fight or or give them a run for the money. Because yeah, obviously he was on that depth chart across from Marco, but we didn't see him till late. And then he almost had he had a pick and almost had another one. So he's definitely showing he's got the ability. It's it's going to be really interesting to see really how it shakes out. I think for the second, I mean, the last two preseason games for sure, just because, yeah, it, it was interesting not to see him get some kind of first-team reps early on. Talking with our Cardinals insider, Tyler Drake, Paris Johnson Jr. looks the part of an elite tackle prospect, and he's kind of expected at this point to be the right tackle, the starting right tackle. Uh, here's my question, though, because going into this season, I kind of was under the assumption that their three best offensive linemen were all tackles, him, Kelvin Beecham and DJ Humphreys, but as of now, Beecham's on the bench. It, how does the interior offensive line look to you, and are they good enough to hold off Paris Johnson from playing a guard spot? That's, yeah, that's a good question. And I think, you know, Will Hernandez, I, I think you can trust that. I think it's really going to come down to can Elijah Wilkinson or, you know, a mixture of Dennis Daly or maybe John Gaines, can they, can they, fill that need on the other side at the other guard spot. If they've got depth there, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's versatility. Some guys can move around. I don't think Paris Johnson's moving from tackle. I, I really don't. You know, I think in a perfect world, like we've said before, if he could have gone to guard and you kept Kelvin Beecham out there with, with humps, that would have been a really solid line, but clearly they love what they see on the outside with him. They, I mean, they're not even moving him on the inside. I don't see him moving on the inside, even for practice or anything like that. So I don't think he's moving regardless of what's going on at the guard spot. I think they have enough bodies to kind of rotate in there to see what, uh, to, to maybe see what can fit if, if something's not working. Make sure you listen to the latest edition of Cardinals Corner on Arizona Sports on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com. Also, be sure to read Tyler's latest new era notes of the game last night. Ty, it's probably going to be a weekly thing from here on out, so hopefully we can keep this thing rolling. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Anytime, guys. See you later.